0: Welcome to Pursuing Biblical Masculinity, a podcast where we explore God's Word to uncover the disciplines we need to live out our faith. Our heart's to not just help men know scripture, but be able to put it into practice so that they can stand firm in the faith. So whether you're a longtime believer just looking to grow deeper in your relationship with God, or maybe you're new to the faith and you want to build a foundation on biblical truths, you're in the right place. Each week we have a short episode where we look at practical ways to apply the truths of the Bible to ourselves, to our relationships, and to our work. So last week we talked about personal leadership, and today we're talking about that next circle of leadership that all men are responsible for, and that is family leadership. So after God created the world, and all mankind, all the different animals, all that cool stuff that he did, the very next action he took was to establish family. God brings all these animals to Adam, right? And Adam's looking at them and he's naming them, but he's saying, you know, there's not really one that was made for me. So then God puts Adam to sleep. He takes out a rib and he forms Eve. And then Adam sees Eve and he's like, yep, this is the one for me. And right after that, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 and 25, it says this, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed. So right after this, God institutes the family. And he does so with with marriage. He, He brings Adam and Eve together, our first parents, and creates the first family. Now in a culture where we experience constant attack on traditional family, we as Christian men have to stand up and lead in our families. In fact, we're commanded to lead our families and lead them in the way that God has ordained us to lead. So when it comes to family leadership, we're called to four different things. Uh, These are pretty simple, easy areas to remember uh, so that we can write them down and focus on them. And just to be totally transparent, I didn't come up with these, but I think they're really, really powerful categories. And we're called to be priests. We're called to be prophets. We're called to be providers and protectors. So let's take a little bit deeper look at each one of these areas that we're called to and what that means for us as men. So first we're called to be priests. And a priest's job is to represent his people before God. We are called to be the spiritual leaders of our homes and go to the Lord on behalf of our family for his direction and for his leadership. In the previous episode, we talked about personal leadership and we discussed the importance of prayer. And as a leader in our our homes, we have to seek the Lord in prayer and we need to model this behavior to those that we lead. We're called to be spiritual heads of our homes. And we're going to lead out of our submission to Christ. And there's a number of verses that talk about this specifically in the new Testament and one that I just want to draw our attention to is 1 Corinthians 11:3. three. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband and the head of Christ is God. So a lot of times, you know, we'll look at some of the scripture and men like to point out wives be submissive to their husbands, but it all begins with our submission to Christ submitting to the will of God, submitting to the will of the Father, going before the Father in prayer, going before the Father on behalf of our family in prayer, and leading our family in the way that we model how Christ leads the church. So we are called to a very high mandate. We are called to lead, but along with that comes a high level of responsibility. The second way we're called to lead is as a prophet. And a prophet represents God before the people. So we need to know God. We need to know the Word of God and we need to teach it to our family. Again, you can see the connection here with with personal leadership. We need to know and study God's Word. and We need to study on our own so that we can then bring it to our families and teach it to our families. It is not the role of the local church to spiritually lead our families. It's not their job to teach our families only. That is our job, that is our role, that is our calling, and that is straight out of the word of God. If we look at Ephesians 5, we see in verses 25 through 28, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this is an area that I haven't always lived up to. I'm called to love my wife as Christ loved the church, to wash her with the word of God to present her to myself in splendor without spot and wrinkle, because I've taught her because I've come uh, and shared the word of God with her and walked through these things that the Lord has taught me with her as well. And if we look at Ephesians six, it says right in the beginning, uh, verses one through four, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right Honor your, your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with the process that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And then it says in verse four, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instructions of the Lord. It doesn't say local church do that, it says father do that. It is our role as men to lead our families spiritually, to bring them before the throne of God, to share the word of God with them. We need to teach them what the Bible says and how they can apply it to their lives, to our wives, to our children. Now this is an area where I was convicted really hard in last year. After watching a sermon that my wife had sent me on restoring the family altar, I realized that I was falling short. I wasn't spiritually in my family the way that that the Lord has taught me or says to do so in the Bible. And so since then, we've actually done family worship in our home. Uh, We don't make it every day, but we do it almost every single day where we spend the time reading God's word, uh, singing hymns or singing songs of worship and spending some time in prayer. And I've seen God really transform our family as we've been faithful in that. i see my boys growing uh, in the wisdom and the knowledge of God. I see my wife growing spiritually. And I see us being able to have conversations at a much deeper level because we're spending time studying God's Word together. And that was on me to build this practice in the family. My wife desired it, but it was my job to lead. And I wasn't doing that. And now God's been very faithful uh, as we... Do our best to do this. I'm not saying I have it perfect every night. Honestly, there's some times where I, I struggle and I'm not sure exactly what to teach. But if we continue to take those steps of faith, God is faithful to us and he will give us what we need. And if you need a really good resource, an awesome book I highly recommend. It's called Family Shepherds and it's by Vody Bachman. Read that book. There's a number of other resources. And honestly, this is an area that we, uh, as a coaching business, want to do a lot of work in and helping men lead in their homes through family worship. The next thing we're called to do is be a provider. We need to make sure that our people have what they need. That's what a provider does. We need to have good work ethic and we need to do whatever it takes. God designed us to work. Even before the fall, God gave Adam work and taught him to say, go, be fruitful, multiply, you know, work the work the land. Working is not a bad thing, it's a gift from God. And it's our job, it's part of how God created us. And it's our job to make sure that our families have what they need. And it's very serious. You know, laziness is not something that, that God takes lightly. We need to do the work that's required of us. Look how Paul responds to men who don't provide in 1 Timothy chapter five, verse eight. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. That's a pretty bold statement. So if you're in a place right now where you're not leading the way that you should, you're not providing the way that you should, It's time to buckle up and start leading because that's what, that's what we're called to do. We're called to provide for our families. And lastly, we're called to be a protector. We need to put ourselves between our families and what may harm our families. We have to stand in the gap. Our families are being attacked from all angles today. Our culture hates what we stand for. They hate the gospel. And we shouldn't be surprised by this. Jesus tells us flat out that the world is going to hate us and they do. They're actively pursuing the destruction of our families, and we as Christian men need to stand firm and fight back. We have to stand in the gap. This means we need to watch what we allow our families to read, uh, watch, engage with online. We need to know what's going on so that we can stand in the gap and do our part to protect our families. It's spiritual warfare, and we have to stand up for those that we love. This means you might have to be mean at some times and say, sorry, you can't go there. You can't watch that. And here's why. And this is an important thing as men, that we protect our families. So let's apply this. I'm going to ask some questions and just spend some time thinking about these things and be sensitive to what God is doing in your life. The first question is this, how can you be more intentional in praying for your family? The second is, how can you begin to wash your family with the word? Number three, are you providing for all your family's needs? How? And lastly, how can you better protect your family against the enemy? Now we're not supposed to do life alone. Yes, we're called to lead our families, but we're also called to work together to encourage one another and stand beside one another and I know firsthand uh, that you can't do it alone. I've tried to do many things in my life alone and they don't work very well and that's why I personally invest in coaching. I have people in my life that walk with me that ask me tough questions and help me to get outside of myself and think um, from a different perspective. If you're interested to learn more about what coaching would look like, and more specifically what coaching looks like from a Christian perspective, please visit reformation.coach and we'd love to set up a time to talk with you.